Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Sweet 12 Podcast. Hey, episode 7! Nobody is the lucky number in this room. Why are we worrying about that? Because everybody hits their lucky number, and you know, it's lucky number 7! And I don't, have, I don't have a lucky number. My number's, lucky number's not 7, it's 22, so we've got a few ways to... A few episodes to go before we hit that number. Yeah, let's you don't have a lucky number. No, why would I care? It's numbers. Because it, what, what makes them lucky? Okay, maybe not a lucky number. A you have a num- favorite do number? You, yes. Do you have a favorite number? No. <laughs> What's the? Why are you bashing people who have lucky numbers or favorite numbers? Because I don't understand the point. It's just a number that you're that you're drawn to. You have a you totally have a lucky number ish or a favorite number. What's your email address ending number every time? Oh yeah, but that was years ago. I still counted. Nah. I'm not saying now, but nah. I, I count. That I don't pay that. attention to that anymore because I don't because I don't use it anymore. There's no need for it. Well, I know, but lucky number seven for some of you out there. Episode seven. Lucky number seven. The Force Awakens. The podcast awakens. Ooh yeah, there you go. Nice. Episode seven. I think we just found a name for our. We podcast. got it. <laughs> we'll name it. Episode seven. Force podcast awakens. You might want to workshop that ah, a little bit. Ah. No, it's really bad. It's all right. Well, we'll get it. We'll get it. Force happens. Ing. <laughs> um, that's Ryan over there. I'm Brian. Um, thanks for joining us again for episode seven. Um, we're gonna be the talking podcast awakens. Yeah, we're gonna be talking a little football today. Uh, in, in our top twelve list of best football movies since the Super Bowl is right around the corner. And our team is. in our team, and along with twenty seven other teams, are not in the or twenty. 30. 29 There's 32 teams. teams. So us and 29 other teams there you are go. not in it. Yeah, and that's okay. It's not, it's, though. It's oh, not nope, okay. Nope, but we're not going to talk about it anymore. I have, I've been avoiding... I've been, cr- I've been crying about it way too much. I've been avoiding the talk media for two whole days, and I'm, I feel better about myself because of that. I don't have to listen and feel sad again. Yeah, but I like listening to things when I'm at work. I recently got a job where I can have one earbud in, and then the other earbud, is, or my other ear is free. To listen for the phone or listen to people who need to talk to me or whatever. And I can just kind of do my thing. And I love it. So I've been getting really into the whole listening to podcasts as well as, you know, creating podcasts. But then I get to catch up on my news, which is great. News is important. Yeah. So uh, speaking of news, hey, well, great segue. That's a, that's a good segue. Wow. But a little early, I think. But yeah, it's all right. Well, yeah. we can go to the news. But we got football movies for you. We got a vault pick as always. And then, as we just said, news is important. And we're going to start out with news. Not a lot. This week, we spent all episode last week talking about news. It was a newsworthy podcast last it week. It was. It was. Uh, we're, we're ready now. We have more. Uh, we still haven't we have finished. List. We still haven't finished the Omnibus. It's on our to-do list. It is. I know. I, it's I, so hard I, to get I apologize hours. to Mike Firth. We, we haven't gotten to it yet. It takes it takes a lot of time to do it. And then it, to does. Review it, it does. It does. We 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 have some other treats coming down the the coming down the corridors of the tubes of the internet. So. Coming down the poop shoot. I hopefully not. Hopefully it's <laughs> moviepoopshoot.com. dot <laughs> com. That's a real site too. You can put it on the board. I love that movie so much. So we're going to go right ahead and uh, give you some non poop related. Uh, well, I can't promise that, but no non poop related news movie content mm-hmm. for news here. Uh, the first little bit is something that we popped up. Look at how many beers yesterday. Peter drank. <laughs> we got Family Guy in the background, and he's running to the bathroom, and he drank about He had, like, beers. 15 beers on his table. But Amazon is going to start producing movies yeah. uh, for theater. And what they're going to do, they have a kind of a neat uh, business plan for what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to release these movies. They're going to produce them. Mm-hmm. Put them in theaters. And then, I guess, the... They'd be the, the first to have the episode when it got released well, digitally. It's not even. It's not even that they would have the episode. They're going. They're going to do the series. Excuse me. And this is something that that movie when I was in high school eons ago. They were talking about 
doing this to kind of curb uh, movie piracy. What they're going to do is they're going to put the, the-, the movie in-, in the theaters, and then like four weeks afterwards, put it online to purchase it. Mm-hmm. Which, that was something that they talked years ago about doing to try to curb uh, online pol- uh, piracy. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever, nobody's done it. Uh, of course, the, the, the theaters, the, the, the movie studios make way more money in theaters. And theaters make more money in theaters. So they're not going to, they're not going to be so gung-ho about releasing it digitally so close to its theatrical release. But I think it's a good idea. I, I'll be interested to see what amazon does for movies uh their tv shows have been okay I, I still we still need to watch transparent um but with woody allen last week announcing that he's going to do a tv show for amazon and now they're going to do 12 movies this year mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a lot of new content for for both movie theaters and for their own streaming service because they're right. the only ones who will offer this movie right away uh, i would gather that you'll be able to purchase the blu-ray or the dvd if you want mm-hmm. but that's a, it's, a, it's i think it's a good move uh it's an ambitious move to, to say the very least i mean we'll see if it's a good or move or a bad move mm-hmm. when it's all done but it certainly is ambitious for amazon to want to go ahead and not I, just make a movie i just i don't put see it, out a month it later yeah i don't see it backfiring i, I really don't if their movies suck a, though any well, okay that would be the way to make it backfire but it's it's a way to get the movies out to the general public who wants to see it. Oh, I want to go to the theater to see it. I'll just wait until it comes out digitally or whatever and order it online and get my D you don't have to do that now. It's, it's right there for you. It's easy to get it and it's going to be released. I would assume fairly quickly. I know the box office is a big number, but we'll talk about this a little later. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, the interview scored mega bucks just by being released, you know, Online. Yeah, right here on one of the articles, I just wanted to pull it to make sure that I had the timeline right. It says that they'll put the movies in theatrical release and then stream them on Prime four to eight weeks after. So for Prime members, we get it free. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's, that's a good way for people to buy Prime. I mean, if you want people to you know, you want, you want to stop piracy, this is the way to do it. You know, people are still going to pay for the service because a lot of people have Prime and Prime is a great uh, uh, thing to have with mm-hmm. the shipping and with the original content and and uh, the library of movies and TV shows and that music. Amazon has they and do, music. Yeah, music correct. Thank you. I totally too. forgot about that. They have comic books. Um, they may have it on the lendable library, but I don't think anybody mm. has a has an actual on demand comic service from one of the major from one of the majors. I know you know DC and Marvel have their own. I think these like comicsology or something like that. But uh, anyway. It'll it'll be yeah. interesting to see what movies they release because Netflix is going to do Adam Sandler movies. Hopefully, Amazon's got a little bit more. Amb- well, they got Woody Allen to do a series. Yeah, that's well, going to well, be really interesting. We'll see if of these twelve movies, three of them aren't Rob Schneider movies or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on from that bit of news to uh, one follow up from a story a couple weeks ago that everybody's been in the news with the interview. Yes, you know, made uh, yes. six million in the box office, which is pretty big for a movie that was maybe only in a hundred screens. I mm-hmm. uh, did forty million uh, in downloads. That's mm-hmm. across all platforms, and Netflix is picking it up this weekend. Yeah. So anybody who hasn't seen it yet can see it, and there's can see know, this ridiculously of you out there with mediocre Netflix, movie. You can go watch the interview, and I'm going to watch it now because I was going to go download it illegally. Mm-hmm. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. I was going to watch it They're somehow. Banging down on your door now, man. <laughs> I was I was going to watch it somehow and not have to pay for it. And now I don't have to pay for it because I'm already paying for the service it'll be in. So I'll probably watch it. Maybe have it on in the background. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else to do this weekend. Right. Um. But I think it's a good idea by Sony. It's a good idea by Netflix. Netflix said that they'd carry it if people would let them. Yeah. So it's good for them to get on board with it right away and let people see it. I agree. I. Uh, 
I, I mean, we're going to lightly touch again on the situation, but the only reason that it made that much money, I feel, is because of all the news that was surrounding the I movie. I think it would have made more in theaters. I think it would have made $40 million its opening weekend. It's a Seth Rogen... James, James Franco, Franco movie. ...comedy. I mean, it would have made at least... I shouldn't say in its opening weekend. It would have at least made that at the box office, though. Um, yeah, so maybe. Maybe, maybe this is kind of a way that they can recoup some of its funds by having it on Netflix. Maybe they're going to get a cut from Sony. Yeah. Sony will get a cut from Netflix. From Netflix, sure yeah. Will. Other way around, yeah. So we'll see. Um, starting in February, I guess this, sticking on this uh, theme of Netflix. Um, Holy sh- shit. What? 7.1 on IMDb for yeah. the interview. Yeah. Wow. So I guess maybe. Now could, I could we Could we count this interview being on Netflix as part of my prediction coming right? Major thing coming to Netflix that won't be anywhere else? I said TV shows, but interviews yeah. pretty big. Yeah. And starting in February, Mash will be on Netflix again. We could we could probably count that. We could we can we could chuck that one up to one of our one yeah. of our uh, predictions coming true. Yeah, because it's it's, it's like. only coming to Netflix, and it is big because of what happened. People are talking about it. So that, I think that, uh, I think we can count is that, that. Is that. Is that like one and a half? Because technically, you were right on the the arrow. Oh, I was so right. We just didn't have it on the, on the list. I was so right. <laughs> that would have been that would have been the easiest one to do. So all right, well, we'll count it as one and a half. Now we've had correct out of. 13 predictions we got two two out of 13 we'll, we'll add your your green arrow one yeah uh and then finally uh on the theme of football uh nbc has decided that this year i think for the first time they're going to offer the super bowl online for free to watch which again huge they'll make they'll make ad revenue because people will watch I, i'm surprised watch- it took this long honestly uh, I'm I'm totally surprised with what March with uh, what March Madness has been doing, mm-hmm. the NCAA uh, AA basketball tournament. When you can go online for the last God five years and just stream it on like uh, NCAA.com or CBS.com, and they would stream yeah. it, and you could watch whatever game you wanted. We had three televisions at my parents' house. Excuse me, three screens, two televisions, one uh, laptop, where we would just have all the games on that we could. Because we could, you had that ability five years ago to do it. What the NFL, you know, is doing took way too long. I'm glad it's here now. And just just in case, you know, I don't have a television or I'm not in America and I can't see the game as easily. That's that's wonderful. The more of these things need to happen. This is what's going to curb piracy is making it available to the people who want it. The people who want it use computers for everything. Mm-hmm. And when you allow the the. Uh, you know, you could God, you could stream television shows live on the on the, the internet and just show commercials. That's how you make your money. Well, the Super Bowl is going to be the commercial haven anyway, and that and that's and, and that's great. It'll be and this will be so they don't have to worry about charging people for it because they're still going to make that much more money when they have another this, streaming this service. This will be available. the third or fourth year that all the commercials are online, even before the Super Bowl's on. Hulu puts them on the week before, and they have like a like a commercial bowl or yeah. something. And they show and, all the commercials. In, in my opinion, that ruins it a little bit. I always like to be surprised. I don't want to talk about the commercials yeah. before they've happened. Before they've happened. The fun is talking about the commercials after they've happened, and when you release them early, I'm not going to watch them. I'm not going to watch commercials on outside on Hulu, outside of the Super Bowl. The service you're paying for, I'm going to watch commercials. That's why they invented TiVo, so you can pass through the commercials. <laughs> why would I want to sit down and waste time watching the commercials? That's the same reason why do I go to Hulu to watch movie trailers. Movie trailers are just glorified commercials. They are, but I like watching... God, I can't... T- okay, I can't tell you how many times I watch The Dark Knight. 
I, you you had know, it as trailer. A, I showed you how to put it as a video on your background. Oh, uh, it was so awesome <laughs> was with VLC like Media game. Player. It was so good. <laughs> that I watched that trailer so many times. Yeah. And it was worth the watch. And there are trailers that just get me jacked up. Like, I've mm-hmm. seen Age of Ultron four or five times. Mm-hmm. It's a cool freaking trailer. And, and, and if a trailer is done well, it doesn't give enough away where you go to the movie and you've seen all the parts of the movie. And it's also a trailer that doesn't get boring. I mean, you can see a trailer and be hyped for the movie, but... Then if you see it and repeat settings and mm-hmm. repeat times, you just get kind of sick of it. The gain's all the way down in this. Is that going to make a difference? No, that's why it's, well, oh, okay. we're super loud and still with that gain all the way down. So. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure because we never had it that low before. I've, something, uh, something happened on the computer and our podcasts are much louder now than they were before. And I think it might be that the microphone level within Windows is higher than it was. Oh. So it's picking up all of the, all of the stuff. All of the stuff. So mm. I'll tinker with it later. But I like how we don't have to sit super close to the microphone and have to shout into it we can just talk normal and it's still too loud that's good that's good i like that so but yeah i think i think getting back to cbs and ncaa yeah it's because it wasn't the nfl cbs has a lot of money they're willing to pay the money to put all those online because they do understand the ad revenue with college with collegiate sports and then it's not even the ad revenue when you're watching it's the banner ads around it Mm-hmm. It's there's so many more chances for everyone, and that's what these you know these companies crave is money. Well, make it available. It's another way to make more money. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just don't understand why it took this long to adopt that. You know they're they're so afraid of technology. You know when when the VCR excuse me, uh, Betamax. No, no, it was VC, when VCR Betamax were released. Hollywood's like, oh my god, it's gonna kill. Nobody's gonna see movies. Everybody went and saw movies. People still go see movies at an alarming rate when that happened. And then DVDs were like, oh, DVDs, that's going to be the death of us. And blah, blah, blah. Well, no. People still went out and saw the movies because they still want to go see the movies. It's it's a different it's a different uh, experience seeing it in a theater. And yes. yes, ticket prices are at an all-time high and ticket sales are at an all-time low. But, you know, if things would be different if they weren't. Stop so- making sequels to shitty movies. How about that? Maybe then people will go see your fucking movies about, when you say, oh, we need to make, uh, what's the one where they black out and they do some shit in Vegas three times? I haven't seen any of them. The Hangover. The Hangover. God, let's make that movie three times. God. And then how about the... It's the same movie three fucking times. Well, wasn't um, wasn't Due Date in the same spirit of The Hangover? Because that was I didn't Zach Galifianakis and I haven't either. But that, that and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and Jamie Foxx? I don't know. I haven't seen that. Um, and then Bridesmaids was the female. The female. It's just... Uh, there is no... I shouldn't say there's no original idea left in Hollywood, but... There the, are very the, few original ideas the left The sequels and the series that, that are out there now, it's just... Oh, that's why Oscar season is so big for us, because you get to, you get to learn and watch these movies that aren't necessarily part of a trilogy or a series or anything like that. Yeah, there's a there's a big difference. These between... are just one and dones, and that's what makes Hollywood so great, eh. is when you have these one movies that don't... Okay, we're not going to watch The Imitation Game Part 2. They already covered everything. Yeah, there's not going to be a prequel to that. That, you know? That was a... True story. There's not going to be Birdman 2. There's not going to be American be Sniper 2. You don't, you don't know there's, there's not going to be Birdman 2. There's not going to be, no gonna be anything about American Sniper. He, well, spoiler, he's dead, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, all those... the Two of those that you named are based off true stories. You can't make sequels off true stories. That's how you could. You, you should sure, make... Sure you fucking off. could. There could be Seabiscuit Part 2. <laughs> no, there can't. He dies. Uh, unless he comes back. Um, no, but to your point... They do recognize original screenplays and adapted screenplays in the in the Oscars, and that's nice because then you can see, you know, five movies that are nominated that 
have been original ideas. Mm-hmm. And you see five movies that were adapted from screenplays, and yet they're still somewhat an original idea because you don't see Avengers getting nominated for any of those scripts. You don't see Star Wars getting nominated for those. Yeah, because, I mean, those movies are going to make a bank load of money. But yeah, but they're not meant to win awards. They're meant to just be entertaining fluff. And and I understand that that is completely acceptable when you're making movies. They all can't be these award winning classic movies because nobody would fucking watch them if that was the case. No, and there there are basically three types of movies. You've got the art house indies, which aren't going to win any awards because they're so. Obscure. Abstract and obscure. Ab- abstract. Abstract, obscure. That's so abstract. You're talking like you're me. You're drinking all these yeah, beers. Um, and then you've got the popcorn flick. Which yeah, be I up. podcast and drink it off my ass. <laughs> so we've got we've got art house movies. We've got popcorn flicks, which are like the, the big blockbusters. The the Star Wars and the Avengers and the, the, the comic book movies and the action movies like Transformers and Turtles. And those are the movies that ever. I mean, that's those are the movies. What that was the, there was a sequel that we just talked about a couple of weeks ago with Liam Neeson's The Takens. Yeah, those the Takens movies. But those yeah. are the ones where you go to the theater, you watch it with your popcorn in your hand and you're so involved in the action that you just keep shoveling it in and you don't stop to do anything. But keep your eyes on the screen. Those are acceptable movies. I'm not there's nothing wrong with them, but they're not going to be award winning movies because they're not original. There's nothing unique about those movies you could replace anybody in that movie and it would still be the exact same fucking movie just right. with a different person in it right that's that's why they don't win awards but that's why they still are enjoyable movies because those are the things we want to see that's and then you've got those academy award type movies like the artist like uh forrest gump like slumdog millionaire which i don't agree should have won but the like crash i mean these are good original ideas forrest gump wasn't um uh, but like artists and Slumdog Millionaire, these were original screenplays that were great movies. Crash was a good movie. Um, they're they're not movies that you want to see like maybe three or four times, but the one time that you saw it, you leaves you with that lasting oh, yeah. impact that oh, you yeah. remember. Yeah, definitely. So I, mean, I know I'm going to watch Imitation Game again, but so that's just because I just really we're like way off topic on NFL streaming for free. But the, the point <laughs> the point really the point is, is go see more movies. Wait, what was it? The, the well, the point is that. Um, CBS knows how to do online distribution right. NFL's just getting on board with it, and we'd like to see Hollywood follow suit. I yes. think that's the gist of, yes. of what the argument you were trying to make. So th- this big Amazon thing, after what, four to six weeks after the film Three is released? Three to four released? weeks after it's released on, oh, in theaters. That's going to be, be so digital. great. That's going to be so great. And you pay, I mean, the, the, the payment for it is, what, Prime or a one-time well, you could probably buy. Purchase? You could probably buy the movie, okay. Or if you had Prime, you could stream it. Um, they oh, haven't really announced it. Me. They haven't really announced what it is. <laughs> Um, I would guess that it's free for Prime, but based on the wording. And then if you didn't have Prime, eh, six bucks, seven bucks, ten bucks for the movie. Um, but that way you get two people, two types of audiences. You get the people who want to see it in the theater because that experience is that much better, or you get the people who do it online. So, <laughs> sorry, Brian, <laughs> I, I can't believe Family Guy is just keeping my attention. It's this not much. even on. The volume is off. The volume is so not on. on. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I should be paying more That's attention okay. to what we're doing. You can doing. go on to the list now. Are you ready? ready yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. I'm definitely okay. ready. Football movies. We've got 12 of them yeah. uh, from a list of probably 20. Um, little criteria on here. No Jerry Maguire. That's probably much, that's pretty much the only rule because it was the only movie that we would have disagreed on. Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't. It was me. Uh, so sorry, all you fo- And I'm not saying that Jerry Maguire isn't a good movie because it would have made the list if our criteria was different. So if it's sports movies... I could probably slide that in. That's what she said. But I I just, I can't see it on the football list because the football story was so tertiary to 
the story, it was about Jerry Maguire getting his groove back, so to speak. And he was a sports agent that just happened to be repping a football player. And I, and so I know there was a little football in it, but it wasn't primarily a football movie. It was more a sports movie because it surrounded, it, or it, it uh, revolved around a sports agent. So that I'm more comfortable calling it a, a sport movie, but I, I can't call it a true football movie because it's not like, you know, the replacements where it's, where you see all of the football plays, you know, happening. And it really revolves around just football because it's these people who are playing football. In a football movie. Yeah. Also, no Flash Gordon. Now, Flash Gordon is not going to make the list because it's not a football movie. <laughs> Just because he's a quarterback for the Jets does not make it a football movie. Flash. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I just thought it was funny that Flash Gordon was. Uh, it was on many people's lists of favorite football movies, and I was thinking to myself, the same he didn't Brian, play football like, in the movie. He was on a plane. And then the plane goes into, like, the, the danger zone. You whatever. never see him play football in the movie. You don't, but he's a quarterback for the Jets. No, but it's not a football movie. <laughs> it's a science fiction movie mm-hmm. that has nothing to do you with football. You can argue that with everybody else's list out there. It, it doesn't make any that, sense. That it it doesn't make there. any sense. I saw it on the list. We, we do a Google of when we do these lists of, you know, best Christmas movies and best football movies. Just to get ideas of things that we may have missed. And exactly. we obviously didn't have Flash Gordon on the original list. And then, why would it be? It has nothing to do with football. That's like... Uh, <sighs> No, I'm, I'm just, I'm done now. I can't even think of a good analogy right now, but I'm done with that. So, number 12. We're jumping into it right now. Number right, 12. Go ahead. Friday Night Lights. The movie, not the TV show. The movie, not the TV show. The we movie did, that's on the TV show. Movie, so. Yes. So that works. Yes, exactly. So, Friday Night Lights, great movie. Uh, it's one of those where, uh, what, uh, the high school coach comes in and every year or two, you know, they replace... The roster, because these kids graduate in high school, move on to mm-hmm. bigger, better things or not so bigger, better things. So it was very um, different to see this this uh, aspect. You, there's not many high school football movies, actually, at all. This like, might be like Varsity the only Blues. one. Varsity Blues is another one. Was, yeah. that, I guess that would have been the first big one of the 90s and yeah. 2000 era. Yeah, but we're even going down the list. There weren't too many. So it was nice to have yeah. a, a fresh take on it where Varsity Blues covered different things of, of the football. And they had more football in it, you know, for, for my taste. I thought yeah. it was much better. And that's why it's maybe maybe it's down the line. Maybe not. You'll have to listen to the rest of the podcast and find out. Aha. <laughs> yeah, look at us go. But like, you know, this is based <laughs> off a book, based off a book by H.G. Uh, Bissinger. I hope he, I pronounced that name right. Bissinger. Yeah, I'm sure you did fine. It's like Kim Bassinger, Basinger. Basinger, Bassinger. I don't know. H.G. Bissinger, <clears throat> which it takes, it takes place in Odessa, Texas, which is where the TV show takes place, too. Um, and basically the town is super poor and there's not much going on. But every Friday, the whole town gets together to go watch football. And it's a great story about a community that kind of rallies around this team and these kids are not going to go on to have you know big hollywood futures and mit graduate futures no but but it's they, such learn, a they big, learn good lessons about yeah. about teamwork about being true to yourself right and it's such a big football town that that's like all this all these kids do it's just it's play football and runs right it, it, it teaches camaraderie it teaches good sportsmanship and blah 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 and it takes you kind of down that uh, little path where this is the last year that you have seniors you know this might be the last chance you have juniors because maybe next year the class is gonna suck yeah you, know, well, you don't have the good football players their so biggest players were out for the right. year. yeah right 
Right. So it it was it was a fun. Uh, well, I guess, I, I guess I we can kind of call it original story. It's based on a book, but it was still an original story. So I, I, yeah. I the, the the part that sticks out most for me was the 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 the, the part where. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have some more beer later on in the podcast, and maybe I'll learn to speak more eloquently. <laughs> the part that sticks up most for me was uh, towards the end, where the coach is taking off those magnetic names off of the positions on the depth chart and just and threw them away because those kids aren't on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, then they're already planning for next year. And I thought that was really uh, a great scene at the end to kind of wrap up everything. Okay, great. We did what we could. And now yeah. I gotta start over. I mean, they lost. Spoiler: they lose the yeah. final game in the state. Right. But, but I think it, you know. Mm. I'm just I'm looking at a little. Well, I'm looking down the list now. There's like four other high school football movies on the list. I spoke way too soon. With here. Oh yeah. And here. Why did we, we talked about this preliminarily yesterday. Here. Why is Invincible not on there? I took it off. I know you did. I just didn't. I, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch is uh, at least on one of our lists. Uh, he'll he'll make one eventually when it biggest biggest disappointments Transformers Four. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything out of that movie. So the the way that someone was able to keep my attention for thirteen seconds, I actually was more. Yeah, that actually fulfilled yeah, the goal ba- of mine. It's based off a true story. Essentially, he followed the team around in eighty eight. And, and it, it was tough because something had to give. It was either going to be Friday Night Lights or Invincible. And I, like this movie I, I chose Friday Night Lights. This a TV show for crying out loud. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that wasn't criteria for me, but I, I, Invincible was tough. I, I, I thought it was a good, and we're going to have to do an honorable mention now. I thought it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It kept my attention. I didn't think any, it was, again, based on a true story. So maybe I should have thrown it on the list. Yeah. Uh, it was It was the last movie to be taken off before we made the cut for 12. So it was very difficult to do. I, I loved it. I loved the Papielli story. I love that he came from the streets, you know, in Philadelphia to make the team. I think that's a fantastic story. And he was on the team for like two or three years. But the, and the, you know? was, that was the Eagles, correct? Eagles. What's the movie that had Tony Danza as the Eagles player? Oh, God. Angels in the Outfield. No, 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 no. That's Angels in the End Zone. But no, no, yes, no, yes. no. He, he was like a trash the guy. The trash guy. Yeah, that wasn't... Oh, that wasn't, now you're going to have to Google it. Yeah. I know what movie you're talking about. Nobody had this on their list, surprisingly. <laughs> it's such a great movie. Tony garbage, Danza as a garbage bin. The garbage picking field goal, goal from Philadelphia. Kicking, kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. Okay, say it again. The garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. <laughs> Was this a made-for-TV movie? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember watching this. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> oh. Tony Danza's like, well, I gotta get a job, so I might as well just be in this football movie. Ooh, ooh, what a good, what a good plot synopsis. A Philadelphia garbage man who develops his leg muscles from kicking the hydraulic lever on his truck is discovered by the Philadelphia Eagles and signed by them to become because a that's kicker. how it works. <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> Tony Danza's your field goal kicker because reasons. Uh, man, that's way off topic, but that's every time I think Invincible, I can, I just, I automatically get back to the shitty movie. Sure. And it's not because I'm putting them together, but it's just some random guy off the streets. Yeah. One's completely fiction, the other's at least. And you love hearing true. about stuff like that, like Kurt Warner mm-hmm. and, and Randall Cunningham, who was someone before he went to the Minnesota Vikings, but Randall Cunningham got what, you know, he just got picked up because he wasn't in the league for a few years and they're like, oh, we need a quarterback. Uh, Randall Cunningham, what are you doing? And he went out and he just destroyed it. Same thing with Kurt Warner. Now, you can argue they were put into a great system, but, you know, we're not going to go there. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. So Ryan just falls off 
<laughs> I typed in I typed in Tony Dan the trash can. <laughs> hey, this is the first picture. The first picture. We have on to Google. post this. I know we say sometimes we're gonna post things. We have to post this on the blog. It's I'm not even gonna oh say my it. I can't say God. it. I'll post it on No, I'm gonna say it. Okay. So he this is the number one picture. Tony Dan's a trash can on Google Images. It's Tony Danza in an ad council. Uh, fake PSA. Fake PSA. Fake PSA saying anal rape is no joke. Be one of Tony's tough guys and help to end anal rape. <laughs> the advertising council carries. And, appara- and under his picture it says Tony Dance, a star slash victim of anal rape. The advertising council caring about your anus since 1947. <laughs> I don't know why that's the This is picture. the greatest thing I've ever seen. I wish I still worked at that print shop. I would get this plastered everywhere. Dude, just have Brian do it. I get stickers. Have other Brian do it. We should have other Brian do it. That'd be so funny. Oh, oh and he had his own football card, too. Oh. oh, sure, for the show. Oh, and he's sitting on a trash can. Oh, my God. It's so corny. I hate it. Uh, and what the hell's he... Oh, that's right. He wore his wore his, his boot his boots. garbage boots. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch! Oh, Tony Danza. How did we get from Friday Night Lights to Tony Danza? Uh, I don't know because we went on a slippery slope. We did. It's awful. It's <laughs> a slip. That's what happened. All right, I think we got the sillies out. Let's go oh, to number. Man. Let's go to number eleven. We, we better. Otherwise, just spend all night talking about Tony Danza's ad council. <laughs> We're probably going to come back to it. Don't worry. It's like anal rape. So number. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eleven is we are Marshall. Yay, Matthew McConaughey. And this is another uh, true story. Yes, and that's why it made the list. Moving on. I think it made. I'm I think just kidding. It, I think it made the list because of more than just it being a. It was a very dramatic take on a football story. Granted, yes, again, I mean, it's a true story. It was a tragic story. A very tragic story. And I, I loved... I, I didn't know about it until they made the movie. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, this was way before our time. It was what happened in the 70s uh, when it happened. Uh, 37 players were killed in a plane crash. Yep. So I got pizza in my mouth. That's okay. Um, Along with coaches and boosters and trainers and all that good stuff. Athletic director, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all these people so from basically Marshall it's a movie died. About it's a movie about the, the 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 community and the team rebuilding and right again banding together. Doesn't he get like baseball players or basketball players to come you know, join the team? Like different different player different athletes from the school to, to come play football, and he just tries to to. Oh, I didn't know Kate Mara was in the movie. Uh huh. I didn't either. I'd have to go back and watch it. Yeah, me too. She'd be young in that movie. She'd be hot in that movie. <laughs> She's old and ugly now? No, she'd just be younger and hotter. And January Jones, too. She'd be hot, too. Nice. We gotta watch this movie. <laughs> Again. Again. It's been a while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it looks like they had to rebuild the team after bleeding. They got bleeding. all the hotties in this movie. <laughs> so basically, We are Marshall. I'm sorry, I'm done now. I think most of it is just spent on rebuilding the team. I don't think they actually play many games in the movie. I think They play a few. Zero. They play a few. I think there's one at the beginning and one at the end. Yes. There's the one at the beginning... Which which kind of sets off everybody dying, and mm. then there's the one when they get the team together, and they win. Um, and maybe there's two at the end. Um, but really, it's just about around Matthew McConaughey's character, excuse me, and the president of of the university. Um, kind of their battle with getting the team back together, mm-hmm. um, rebuilding the community, rebuilding the school, 
Um, they had to get the NCAA to waive the rule about freshman playing because they could only get freshman players to play. Right. And it, overall, it, it's just a very well-told story um, about a tragedy, really. Right. I mean, right. It's unfortunate that it happened, but, you know, it tells for it makes for a good story. It's, 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 as as insensitive as that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a big fan of Matthew McConaughey, but I do like him in more serious Why? roles. He's been driving Lincolns before they paid him to drive Lincolns. At least that's what his paycheck tells him. Yeah. <laughs> this paycheck was dated two minutes before I started driving. I mean, after I started after driving, I Lincolns. driving Lincolns. <laughs> that's what it is. Lincolns, right? It's not Chrysler. It's Lincoln. I yeah. forget what he does. Makes me want to get a Lincoln, though. No, it doesn't make me want to get a Lincoln. I do. Lincolns are badass, man. Yeah, well, you also have to be about 90 to drive a Lincoln. You do not have to be 90 to drive a Lincoln. Okay, fine. It's 70. There you go. That's probably better. I don't know. They're, they're nice cars. I Probably. No, that's probably. a lie. I've, I've, I've ridden a Lincoln LS. Matthew Fox is also in it, uh, coming off of his... Uh, actually, still in the process of doing Lost. So he was a really big name at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. David Stratern was in it? Wow. I did not know that. Who? You'll see that when you see the picture, you'll know who it is. Do you know who that is? Born, mm. The Bourne series? Mm. Oh, the guy with the... He would have the glasses on and be, okay, all right, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the evil Going guy. Back to good luck. He played Edward yeah. Morrow. Sure, sure, sure. All right, cool. Anyway, that's... uh, That was the movie that... It, God, it's probably been... It's probably been close to eight years since I've seen the damn movie. So... Yeah. I do, I do have to watch that again, especially now that I know, more importantly, who Kate Mara is. Anthony Mackie, you know who that is, right? That's uh, Iron Falcon, whatever the guy. Oh, is. that's him. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Okay. Anthony Mackie. Okay. It didn't do really well in the box office though. Mm-mm. But it's ranked seven point one on IMDb. Yeah. Well, box office doesn't mean shit. No. You know that. Box office don't mean shit. Box office don't mean shit. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a great movie. That's why it's on the list. It's a. It's a very enjoyable, good story. Not necessarily football heavy, but it really it revolves mm-hmm. around. Yeah. You know, a football it's, story. It's more football than Jerry Maguire. Definitely way more football than Jerry Maguire. That could be the Jerry, that could be the football movie litmus test. Mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire. If you does it have more, more football than Jerry Maguire? You are a football movie. If you have less football than Jerry Maguire, you are not. not a football movie. Bye bye, Flash Gordon. Yeah, exactly. As Flash <laughs> Gordon is at the very end of the Jerry Maguire football spectrum. Ready? Number yeah, 10. number ten. Any yeah. given Sunday, Oliver Stone. One yes. of his. One of his. I think non-political movies <laughs> and underappreciated movies. I think. Yeah, I think so. I really enjoyed it when I saw it, but I didn't see it. I thought know, it was pretty it big out, when it came out. Though. Well, it came out in '99. I didn't see it, you know, for years. And I was 13 when this movie came out, and God forbid my parents let me go see an R-rated movie. Yeah, '99. from Oliver Stone football. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do we have unnecessary roughness on here? That really wasn't a necessary football movie. Necessary roughness. Necessary roughness. No, yeah, no, it was on the original. Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. <laughs> it was on the original list, but it's not on this one. Mm-mm. So no, this is a this is a good movie because it actually kind of revolves in the NFL. And, yes, uh, in, in the NFL. in the fake NFL that yeah. they have, they have made up teams, but it's still part of the NFL. Yeah, so it's an Oliver Stone movie that stars. It's got a huge cast, you know, James Woods, um, Al Pacino, Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid, uh, Jamie Foxx, LL Cool. Jay, ladies Dr. love Cox. Cool Jay. Dr. Cox, Justin McGinley is in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the best. Anytime he's in a movie, I just get so giddy. Aaron Eckert, our, our boy Aaron Eckert. I love Aaron Eckhart. Uh, Showgirls yeah. Elizabeth Berkley. Um, really? They, you didn't go Saved by the Bells, Elizabeth Berkley? You mm, went with we were, Showgirls? Well, we're in movies. Elizabeth Berkley? There wasn't a Elizabeth Elizabeth? I'm going to have another beer. Elizabeth Berkley. Elizabeth Berkley. You're yours to me, Elizabeth Berkley. 
<laughs> That's awful. <laughs> South Park has corrupted us for years. That was that was in South Park. That was no, I know, Team America. I know, but it's same guys. You know, same, same guys. I know, us. I know. Yeah, you trust to me, Alec Baldwin. So it, it revolves around a fake team, the Miami Sharks, who are having issues winning. Like, what team isn't having issues winning? And so the the coach isn't on good terms with the owner and the office coordinator is going to take over for the head coach. And so the head coach, of course, starts doing things his own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and what didn't the quarterback get injured? And Jamie Foxx is the, the so Dennis Quaid had to take. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so Dennis Quaid gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Can't play anymore, which means that Jimmy Fox has to play. Beeman, what? Jimmy Beeman or James Beeman? Billy Beeman? Billy Beeman? Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman, yeah, that's his name. I think. I his last name. Billy Beeman would work, right? Yeah, that's fine. So, so the, I mean, it, it's kind of a weird movie because it's, it's, got, it's great about kind of seeing this gritty background of, of the NFL or the AFFA, you know, where, where like the, the things that happened in the trainer's room and things that happened on the practice field mm-hmm. and kind of the behind the scenes things. And, it, you know, it, it is kind of a, a, a faux expose right. on the NFL. And a lot of it is is, I would guess, what people perceive the NFL as being. Mm-hmm. But it might be, of course, it's. Hollywoodified or mm-hmm. right movieified, so it's it's a lot, it's taken up an extra level. But these things happen. I mean, people get hurt. Uh, drugs are used. Uh, you know, substances are used to keep players healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the Blitz version. Yeah, think about it. Well, my my one note to this was just going to be it's just overly uh, dramatized. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all, but Stone. in a good way. Exactly, exactly. That's Oliver Stone. But it's in a good way. It keeps you. It keeps your attention. Everything's just more intense. There's a lot more riding on this situation than it would be in anyone else's normal movie or in real life. So when you see, you know, at the end when Al Pacino's giving his press conference to leave the uh, leave the team, and he's like, "Oh, and by the way, I'm taking that star quarterback that you guys love so much. He's coming with me to join my new team, yeah. so you can all suck my balls." Yeah, you know, and, and it was so great. It would never happen in real life. Well, I don't know. Jim Harbaugh could probably do that. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh could pull it off. It would never happen in real life. He almost did. I mean, he did go to a new, a new. So he went to college. He went but... back to college for eight million dollars a year. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that makes me sick. Well, at least we don't have to play him. No, we don't. No, we won't. Well, unless we get to the uh, Big Ten championship again yeah. and lose. 59 horribly maybe 59 to 3 this year yeah. but that that was the part that stood out to me the most was just at the end you're like okay this would never happen but i love it yeah it was so fantastic yeah i just and i love that james wood plays just a, the jerk doctor yeah, and the whole time al pacino's just screaming in this movie uh-huh. <laughs> even even when he's in like a closed he's door the, meeting he's doing the ending monologue to scarface the whole movie. the whole time even when he's in the meeting closed door meeting with like the owner of the team hey you do things how you want to do, and I'm gonna do them how I want to do. Now let you know, and he just and he's just at the top of his lungs, just screaming. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I love it so much. It was a great movie to watch. The soundtrack was pretty good for this one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a very good soundtrack. Oh, there's a director's cut, which is actually shorter than the theatrical cut. That De- what? Yeah, the theatrical cut is 162 minutes. The director's, <laughs> the director's cut is 152 six minutes. 100, six, wow, 156 minutes for the director's cut. Interesting. Shorter. Why would you it's so, shorter? So, that is, I've never seen that before. Oliver the Stone, director's cut is us. shorter. Oliver Stone needed to make it shorter. Shorter. 
He must have watched it and realized, oh, I meant to cut too, that out. There's too much shit in here. I gotta get rid of some of this crap. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't ever see people editing their movies to remove stuff. So unless he removed things and added things and it ended up being shorter, that could be it. Maybe. But you don't see them removing no. the footage from the original <laughs> no, fairly ever. No, you don't. Oh, there was a litany of uh, cameos from NFL players. Jim Brown, Lawrence Taylor, Dick Butkus, Y.A. Tittle. Pat Toomey. I don't know who that is. I don't know. Warren Moon. Oh, yeah, Warren Moon. Yeah. Johnny Yu, Ricky Watters, Emmett Smith, and Terrell Owens. J- Johnny Johnny Unitas. Not Johnny Yu. Johnny, Johnny Unitas. Oh, I know he's Johnny Yu, but m- m- some people might not know that. Johnny Football, please. And then uh, Coach Barry Switzer. Yay, Oklahoma yeah. State. And Oklahoma. No, he's Oklahoma. Oh, that's right. He was Oklahoma. And Dallas. Yeah, and the, and the Cabos. He coached the he coached the Boz. He did coach the Boz. Did you watch that? I did. 30 for 30? Yeah, did you watch it? I did it watch really it, good. yeah. It's really good. It was really good. ESPN does very few poor 30 for 30s. I haven't watched all of them, so I can't say, but everyone I've watched has kept me engrossed. Have you seen the one with uh, Vlade Divas? And, uh, uh, Is that on Netflix? Uh, yes. I'll have to look it up. It's uh, uh, Once Brothers, I think. It's Vlade Divas and uh, Drazen Petrovic, and it's all about the Yugoslavian team, national team. Mm, that would be good. And But also during their civil war. That 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 Yugoslavia have because they are no longer Yugoslavia. Yeah. So it was really it, honestly that is probably the best one I've seen. And I've seen the Bo Jackson one. I've seen you know the Boz one. Did you see the Michael Jordan baseball one. I saw the, I saw the Michael Jordan baseball one. Better than all those. Great story. The Detroit Piston one was really good too. The, the Maybe bad that'll boys, be a yep. future list. A uh, top twelve, thirty. Ooh, 30s. thirty for thirties. Ooh, that'd be good. It's a lot of them, but we would do yeah. just ones on Netflix because there are some that aren't on Netflix. Correct. Correct, but we, yeah, we could definitely do that. I would love to watch those. I've seen, pff, I don't know, eight, nine. So we could we could definitely make a list out of that easily. We just have to watch a few more, and, and I, I have no problem with that because there's yeah, so many that I want to watch. Yeah, but it's and, like and, there's other things that want to trumpet. But when we go to like, oh, we have to do this for the list, then it's just then it's all business at that point. Mm-hmm. So I could I could t- we could totally make that happen. So. Any given Sunday. Any Don't given Sunday. It. That was uh, number 10. Moving on to number 9. We really liked having any given Sunday. We were talking about that for like three hours. All right, moving on to number 9, which is Disney's radio. It wasn't Disney, was it? I thought it was Disney. It's not Disney. I don't think it's Disney. Damn it. All right. Regular Columbia Pictures. Radio. Yeah. Sony? <laughs> Sony's radio. What did I say? You said Disney. No, I didn't say that. You think you remember the Titans. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, going to radio. Uh, it was good because it had some people in it, and they talked about stuff, and there was football. Should we move on? We're good? I thought that summed it up pretty well. That it's a movie about a special needs person? Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, that's it? <laughs> no. No. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Another true story. Another true story. Yep. Which, there's a lot of these. Pretty... There's a lot of these in football. I don't know what it is about true stories in football, but football is just bred for Hollywood. <laughs> it's true story. Yeah, true stories are... I mean, what, however many else do we have on this list? One, two, three, four? <laughs> there four more? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah? And that's already counting the three we've done. And now. technically, number four is also te- kind of based on true story because there was, you know, that actually happened. Yeah, yeah I don't count it, though, because it's... The event. I'm counting it because it's... No, I'm not really counting it. Though. No, I mean... You, you can, could count it. If you're going to count that as a, tr- as a true story, then you got to count number five because that happens every freaking year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right. Anyway, so so uh, radio is based on it's, it's the second Cuba. Well, actually, it's the first Cuba Gooding Jr. movie on this list because we didn't have Jerry Jerry Mag on it. 
We're not having Jerry Maguire. I know. But I'm just saying this would have yeah. made this would have been number two, but instead it's number one. Yeah. Uh, it's really just about uh, the mentally disabled man uh, radio, played by Cuba Gooding Jr., who just wants to who gets teased a lot, but then the head coach comes in and wants to. I guess make a an example out of him in a good way and invites him just to be part of the football team. Yeah. And so I mean the, football, this is, the yeah. football team makes fun of him and they, yes. they do stuff. Yes. And you know, the football lands by him, so the coach kind of you know, teaches him what to do and mm-hmm. it, it, he's deaf, so sort of or I don't think he's like No, he, I don't think he's deaf. I think he's just mentally handicapped. Okay. So apparently he never graduated high school. Nope. So he no, so he just kind of hangs around. So and, he goes and starts taking classes in high school, so right. he can be on the football team. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a, again, it's another one of those heart wrenching movies that it's been again probably ten years since I've seen this. What is it? Ninety two thousand three. It's probably been ten years. Um, we should have had a football movie marathon. We should have had a football movie marathon because the, the top five I've seen those movies. Well, oh, seen, so many I've times. Seen four of those movies. Tons They're of times. all so fantastic. Uh, Ed Harris is in the movie. Deborah Winger, um, again, Cuba Jr. plays the big guy. Um, but it kind of flashes to the future. The movie ends um, with real clips of Kennedy radio, and he, and he's on the sideline now for every game. Mm-hmm. You know, and they call him radio because he likes radios. He played with radios, mm-hmm. and they just kind of gave him that nickname because he always had. What do you always have one like hanging around his neck? Yeah, on his bike. Like, like Flav of Flav. shopping cart, he had one. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's what it was. And they they did a very good job in this movie of really getting you to care about the character. And the character of radio. And so when it goes in... <laughs> oh, wow. That's a category? <laughs> Okay, this is another hidden gem we just stumbled on. We had Wikipedia. We had Wikipedia up. I wanted to, to see if it was. I forgot if it was Ed Harris to so get years and movies and just cast lists real quick and just you know kind of as we're doing this, just so we have something to to talk so, on. So Wiki has an article about a trope called the white savior narrative in film, and <laughs> just. In the film, the white savior narrative is a cinematic trope in which the white character rescues people of color from their plight. The white savior is portrayed as Masonic and often learn something about themselves in the process of rescuing. Oh my god. And there's all of these movies that that's a thing that they would actually need to make an so, article in Wikipedia so about. So the movies like The Blind Side, which we'll come across later. Blood Diamond. A slave. Avatar. Yeah. Color Blue. Yeah. Cool Runnings. <laughs> Dances with Wolves. Oh my god. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> what? Really? He rescues Indian peasants from a cult. Oh. Okay, whatever. That's awful. Yeah. But that as a trope. Yeah. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Really? The Ma- the Matrix? What? Oh, Mississippi Burning. Oh, that was a good movie. Rescued from being plugged into a computer and becomes a messiah figure who confronts all white villains. Black characters serve him as disciples. I've never seen it that way. No. But even when they put that uh, synopsis in front of me, I still don't see it that way. <laughs> Lincoln? Really? Lincoln? <laughs> he didn't want to free the slaves. Just history lesson for you all. He was not going to free the slaves, but he only did it to piss off the southern slave owners. <laughs> it's Lincoln. 
Of course, that's just the epitome of white savior movies is fucking Lincoln. <laughs> Finding Forrester. What? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Hi. So yeah, that's way off topic, and I think we're gonna stop there. But they're they're wikiest full of of magical gems like this, and <laughs> and I guess just to finish it off, I was looking through this list real brief, uh, just briefly, and I saw that um, Freedom Riders was on here, and I was like, well, where the hell's Dangerous Minds? And then I scroll up a little bit. Oh, there it is with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, there you go. So anyway, I don't think I would call Radio a white savior film. I mean. It's sure, he kind of helps him, but that's, that's that's really shoehorning the narrative of the movie because he wasn't saving a whole race of people. He was just helping one guy who who he wanted to help. It wasn't he wasn't trying to save anybody. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not the one who made the wiki article, so I'm not shoehorning shoehorning. I'm not that is correct. I'm not shoehorning it into anything. So, so number eight. Oh my goodness! This is the first co- comedy movie on our list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight is The Water Boy, uh, starring Adam Sandler, which might be the downfall of Adam Sandler in Adam Sandler movies, as far as the last, the last good you know, one comedy maybe? goes. Yeah, this might be the one of the, la- the last good ones that he did. Um, basically, Adam Sandler is the Water Boy, and he goes through. I think everybody has to have seen this, but it, you know he you know he, he starts out as the water boy for uh, like a double A college team, I right? Think, or maybe it's a triple, it's a single. I don't know, but he, they do play in the Bayou Bowl, whatever. Um, bourbon Bowl, the Bourbon Bowl. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes, the Bourbon Bowl. <laughs> okay. So he's obviously a single A team. There's obviously a single A school then, right? Right. So he's the water boy for for the team, um, and I think he gets a lot of pent up anger. Yeah, it's uh, the the coach Henry Winkler, which is great that we get to see Henry Winkler, the Fonz in in a movie. I loved so much because I I grew up watching Happy Days on syndication all the time, and so we have Fonzie, who's the coach, and uh, Adam Sandler, who you know who learns to kind of um, visualize the attack was kind of the his his coaching strategy was just to get everybody to just get really angry about something that would cause them to, you know, outperform anybody, you know, athletically, which, you know, it's a little back. It's not really how it works, but it's kind of funny, you know, how it did because then Adam Sandler just had this superhuman strength who, who would just crush anybody on the football field when he was was doing that. He was, he was a water boy at a different university. And after his father was told he died of dehydration in the Sahara, he, uh, the, 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 team and the head coach tormented him and so he became a nuisance so then he decides to go to south south central louisiana state university and works as the water boy there and that's henry winkler's team yes so the sclsu mud dogs so but you know bobby's mother who's played by you know kathy bates which mm-hmm. is fantastic um you know tells bobby that fools fool balls the devil's game um but yeah, Henry Winkler just basically releases the inner beast in him and makes him one of the best linebackers <laughs> yeah. in, in in college football. In college football, um, but it's a good it's a good movie. It's got a lot of funny comedy parts, especially when they're learning about the Medulla Oblongata and yeah. the Colonel Sanders type teacher that they have. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and secretly playing football, and you know his girlfriend, you know, had a weird role in, in all of it. 
because she's yeah. kind of... Lawrence Taylor was in the movie mm-hmm. to make it even more football-y. Uh, I, I love this movie, you know, and probably because I saw it when I was a younger kid. Looking back on it now, I realize how, you know, I guess dumb, for lack of a better word. However, it was still a very enjoyable movie. Even now, you still want to watch it because it just brings back memories. And, and basically, they don't do this anymore, but it's, uh, what, lit up? That they used to do on Monday Night Football or Jacked Up. Jacked Up. Yeah, where they would just see guys just get nailed. And that's all this movie was. It's just Adam Sandler beating the crap out of before other people in the concussions football field. Were, that's what made it so funny. Before were concussions thing, were yeah. supposedly a bad thing. Yeah, when they were good things. When concussions, nobody cared about. Yeah. Uh, beating people up and watching people get slammed all over the field was a good thing. I mean, Clint Howard's in the movie. Yeah. Uh Lee Corso, Chris Fowler, do the SPN stuff. Bill Coward, Jimmy Johnson, Dan Patrick. Um, I did not know that the big show from wrestling was in it as Captain Insano. But I'll have to watch it again because all that makes sense. Captain Insano? Yeah. Oh, God, I barely remember that. The big show. Yeah. He was the giant at the time because he was from WCW. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's a good funny movie. It's it's one that's short. I think it's like 80, 90 minutes or something. Yeah, but it's not very long. It's it's a good funny movie, and it, it just again it, it has a lot to do with football and mm-hmm. and the ninety minutes. And it, it was one of the first, one of the last, I should say, Adam Sandler movies that was really good throughout. Yeah, I think yeah. after this was Big Daddy, and then that really started. But that wasn't an that he didn't have his hand in it. He just started in it. And Big Daddy, I thought he wrote it. I don't think he did. Google that quick. I don't think he did. I think it was just one of the movies where he. You know, he had all of his buddies in it, but he he was just um, part of the, you know, he would just start in the movie. It was like a basketball with uh, Matt and Trey, okay. where they didn't write it. They were just in it. So I think He did that, have his hand in the writing of it, oh, okay. along with Steve Franks. Oh, excuse me. Oh, from Psych. Mm-hmm. No kidding. I know that you know that I'm not telling the truth. That'll be on the list soon. Oh, yeah. We should do top 12 Psych episodes. No, I was thinking more... Shows that went too long or top. Oh yeah, theme definitely. Songs. Yeah, yeah. Top ten TV theme songs mm-hmm. that would be on that list. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too much. But. Yeah, but but yeah, Big Daddy was ninety nine. That was the year after, and it was yeah. I think that was his last huge box office success. Yeah, but again, that wasn't really. I mean, it was him. He had his hand in writing it, but I think Steve Frank probably did more of the writing. Correct. So Tim Hirely. Um, number seven. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that looks like it was his company through and through doing that yeah. one as he Franks came along for the ride. Yeah. Oh, well, number seven. Yeah, number seven, uh, Varsity Blues. I wish it was higher, but seven's where it's going to land because... Uh, there's so many more better... There's so many better football There's so many more better. More, more, much more betters. Um, number... With James Vanderbilt. Seven? Yeah. So, uh, uh, JVDB? JVDB. DDP. <laughs> um... You need to watch. Anybody needs to watch. Don't trust the Bean Apartment Twenty Three if you haven't yet. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It is all of the episodes, all twenty five of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this this movie was on the other side of high school football, where it wasn't like the story of building a football team. This was just seniors. Peren- were- well, these were perennial winners. They had won every yes. you know, everything, and yes. John Voight was like the best coach in, in all of Texas. Yes, he had a statue of him out in front of the, the and, high school. And it's, it's really more that the coach cares more about football than the players do. Right, because the players are kids. Yeah, and, and even the players' parents care more about the football. And the players' parents were 
uh, uh, players for this the, coach. The famous so meme. it's kind of it's kind of an institution. Well, the famous meme from this movie is James Vanderbeek going, "I don't want your life," right? When he's talking to his dad, because the whole movie kind of it's it's you know it, it's the coming of age high school movie. They're seniors; they're all going to mm-hmm. graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, very few of them are going to go on football scholarships, and the rest of them want to go do something else with their life, right? And you know it was a great cast. I mean, Vanderbeek was in it. Amy Smart was in it. Paul Walker, rest in pieces. Yeah, it was in it. Um, but it it's a really I think it's a great movie. I wish it was higher, but again, it takes place in Texas because everything in Texas is football related. Um, yeah, college, the, college the, the high star, school football. The star quarterback Texas. gets hurt, which is Paul Walker in this movie, right? And Vanderbeek has to take over for him, which is why he's not. And he doesn't agree with the coach. Nobody likes John Voight as the coach because he's very tough. And he does things that are a little, you know, like if they're hurt, you know, he does what he can. Kind of like uh, Oliver Stone's, not Oliver Stone's character, Al Pacino's character and, and James Wood's <laughs> right, character. Right. They, they do they do shady things to get these players back out. They, they mm-hmm. you know, he, he asks the doctor, you know, is he going to be okay? Can he play? And the doctor's like, well, no, he's, you know, he, he really can't play. Can you do anything? Anything at all can you do? And he gets them out there to try to play again and endangering their future, but it's going to help the coach win this year. And at the end of the movie, they have a, uh, a I guess, a team mutiny, which would never happen in real life. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it's not so high on the list now that I think about it, because yeah. there'd be no way that the whole team would mutiny and they wouldn't have a coach. Paul Walker becomes the coach yeah. for the second half of the of the end. And the, this was, and, and the token black narrator or token black receiver. Did, did MTV uh, do this movie? Um, I think they had their hand in it. It was yeah. Paramount. Yeah. I thought this was the MTV movie. Well, MTV did have its hand in it, but it was distributed by Paramount. Mm-hmm. They don't have a production on here, but I do see MTV in the corner. The MTV logo in the corner. Yeah, here, so. yeah, they they did something with it, <laughs> hyped it up, or helped produce it, or something like that. But so, I, I think it's good. It also had the the hot for teacher scene in it yeah. with the big Ron Lester Billy Bob, mm-hmm. you know, who reprised his character ish in not another teen movie, right? Um. Have you seen him recently? He had that weight loss uh, surgery. No, no. He looks so different. I wonder if they have a picture of him on here. Um, I'm going to look it up quickly. But Go ahead. Th- that was one of my favorite scenes um, when he's af- after they go to the strip club and she's there as a stripper. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy Bob, the next day or two, because prom's coming up, goes and asks the teacher if he'd go to prom with her. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Oh, holy smoke. Yeah, you'd never know that that was him. No. Well, a little bit in the face, but you would have to have tell, told me. Yeah. I would never would have been able to pick it out. Wow, good for him. Yeah, he had the surgery. Because he was, he was keep big in that movie. Too. He was 348. So, in 2001, so two years after the movie, mm-hmm. he lost. He had the duodenal switch surgery, losing 348 pounds. Duodenal. Duodenal? Yeah. Who am I duodenum? Yeah. That's from Family Guy. He lost 348 pounds. Wow. I'm trying to think of the teacher's name, Miss Davis, because he goes, Miss Davis, you got a problem with me? Yeah. He's got this goofiest smile on his face. <laughs> can't stop staring at her chest. It, it's how I felt when I was in high school, because there was, you know, I, who didn't have a crush on a teacher of sorts? Me? You know, I didn't have any of the You didn't have any young teachers? Life. No. Uh, I guess it sucks about growing up in the metro area. I guess. <laughs> we had we had teachers' assistants and things that were no, fairly no. young. We didn't have any, no, no, nothing like that. So, not even Not even remotely close. So yeah, it doesn't look like this was critically acclaimed. It only got a forty percent approval rating from fifty-two reviews. Yeah, those people are stupid. I thought it was a good football movie. I liked it. I, it's yeah. one of my favorite movies it, right. of you know on the list. It was I think it was five or four on my list originally, but mm-hmm. 
you know what? This isn't this isn't a Ryanocracy or a Briocracy. It's it's a, we punch each other until somebody's right. And <laughs> I gave up. So yeah. Um, number six. You want to do your movie next? I guess it is your movie. Yeah, technically, no, it's not my movie at all. Number six is Brian's song. <laughs> Another one based on a true story with uh, Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo from the Chicago Bears. Uh, they both got drafted in the same year. They're they're fighting for. Um, Bill D. They're, they're fighting for a spot on the Chicago Bears roster. They're both running backs. Mm-hmm. And they form this great friendship when Brian Piccolo is struck with cancer. And Gail Sayers becomes his best friend and is there with him every day, you know, f- helping him fight through this. And it is the ultimate guy-girl tearjerker movie. Guy-girl tearjerker. Everybody cries during this movie. Okay. I was going to say, there's not really a main girl character in this movie. No, no, no. Like, if you, want a, if you want a guy to cry, you just have him watch Brian's song. Because it is, it is one of the most dramatic, tear-jerking movies uh, I've ever seen. And it's so sad. And I, I, I haven't seen it since I saw it the first time. I don't want to watch it again. It's that sad. Why would you want to watch something that's that you sad? Wouldn't. But it's such a great movie. And that's why it's on the list. Make and sure it, you watch the original one. They did review it in 2000. Yes. They did redo it in 2001. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have Billy D. Williams in it. No, it does not have Billy D. Williams And in you it. need to have Billy D. Williams. They need to have James Caan, too. Yeah, a little James Caan, a little Billy D. Yeah. You don't need Mackay Pfeiffer. No, who, you don't. For the longest time, you know, being younger when I was, I was like, he has no relation to Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> because, you know, celebrities all have to be related. Yes, exactly. It's like, exactly. It's a family business. So yeah, it was an ABC. For, it was an ABC movie of the week. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even in. It wasn't even in theaters. No. They showed it once on TV. And you know, it ends with it ends at the end of his life, really, pretty much. When yeah. Piccolo dies. Yeah. So it's it's one of those where you you, you have to have seen it. When we're talking football movies, this is the one that pops in everybody's head. Mm-hmm. It, they 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 did such a, a good job of showing you know their. Uh, trials uh, during their uh, f- uh, what's the the camp training camp the camp the camp the, the camp, camp that they do the camp of training that they do and to go through uh, him having cancer to cover the story so well is, again it's based mm-hmm. on a true story so uh, it won a ton of awards uh, Emmys and Directors Guild and so on and so forth so Peabody and the PGA award for golf PG, uh, <laughs> the producers guild of oh America, that's what that is okay not, not professional golf association award it was that good of a sports movie that it transcends all other sports awards and just wins them uh, all uh it won a tv land award for the blockbuster movie of the week how many years after it was on tv oh that's the tv land awards yeah that, but, that's just an award show for the sake of award shows no no, no no i i i clearly understand what you're saying but shut up for a second you shut up because I think they're talking about a different TV Land Award. Because why would Brian Song win for TV Movie of the Week? For no, they they did that after the fact. But I don't even see it on that list. Oh, I, I, I don't it's know. Not on that list. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I don't know. That's weird. What's the? There's not even a, a reference for it. So that's weird. Anyway, Brian Song, sad movie. But a good movie. But a great movie. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Get your tissues handy. It's a uh, it's a tearjerker for sure. Seventh on the top seventh in its seventh on Entertainment Weekly's list of top guy cry films. Ooh, I'd like a list of that guy cry films. Guy cry films where it's okay for guys to cry because exactly. it's about men. We said playing football and dying is what we said. Guy yeah. cry films. Yeah, good. Uh, moving on. We'll do uh, we'll do number five. 
What's number five? Number five. Oh, is the Little Giants. I like the. Little I Giants. saw this movie uh, when it came out. I didn't see it in the theaters. Oh no, we did see it in the theaters. You saw it in theaters. I did see it in the theaters. Nice. Yeah, I, I went with my brothers too. This was a. This was one of those ones where you see it again and again and again when you're little, just because it's this fun little movie for it, yeah, it was aimed at kids. kids it was aimed at kids it's a family it movie was, it was rick moranis and ed o'neill and ed o'neill like what more do you want and a out very of a movie? young ter- devin sawa who really didn't do much but i didn't know who he was he had a cannon for an arm throwing, in this movie he was throwing tp rolls and i thought that i could just throw tp rolls like that you can't no one can only devin sawa can yes he's amazing and uh in this movie um there's their two brothers uh Ed O'Neill and uh Rick Moranis they're the O'Shea brothers mm-hmm. and one Danny of them Cal- goes on to become a great collegiate football player but they don't speak much of his NFL career which is crazy because if you're that good collegiately you think you would go to the NFL but they don't mention that they only mention his his collegiate career so anyway mm-hmm. we can assume he busted his knee out or something and go to the NFL yeah. I don't know so uh he's uh, the little brother Rick Moranis is started living in his brother Danny Shadow I know it's not Danny it's it's Danny and Kevin. Danny and Kevin. Kevin is Ed. Danny is Rick. Okay, yeah. So Kevin. So he's tired of living in Kevin's shadow, and he challenges him to a pee wee football game because his daughter didn't make the team because his daughter's a girl and yeah. girls don't play football. Girls can't play football. Even though she, even even the, yeah the icebox. Even though she's the best football player in the town, one of the best. So, so for her to not make the team is just. No, asinine. Mm-hmm. And so he creates his own team, ragtag team. You know, yeah. how, how many times have we heard this? He creates his own ragtag team of, you know, little kids he picks up off the street and makes them play football, which is really kind of funny when you think about it. Yeah, but just the the, the hijinks that ensue are yeah. what makes it so funny. Like the the, the gooey hands. And yeah, the, with, the, with the stickum that they use. And uh, when they use the antacids, when uh, the Madden, when, the, when the Madden football team comes in through their bus because Madden can't fly. So they yeah. have the, the team Madden. And when that was still a thing come out and when uh rick moranis walks up to that kid that's on that motorized horse that's riding outside of the supermarket and he goes you ever play football before no you know what football is no great you can be on our team and, <laughs> and he's, just, he's just literally picking up kids yeah. off the street and throwing them in uniform and it was hilarious to watch this movie as a kid and it's even watching it now it's still so funny and, and i just remember how, how much i love this movie so when we got to pick football movies i knew that this is one of the ones list. that has yeah. to make the list yeah, uh, and the best part of it is the the nerdy kid. I forget his name, but the creation of the play, the annexation of Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, the kid was in Step by Step. Yes, he was. Yeah, I think that. I mean, it's, they consider it the fumble Ruski now, I suppose. Yeah, but I think that actual version of the annexation of Puerto Rico that he concocted is a play that has been run before. Yeah, he told Madden about it. In, well, in it was the movie. inspired by one of Madden's plays, right? Right. That he did in the Super Bowl. Right. But he modified it. And I think they've actually done that play in later. Like, I think you can go to YouTube and see teams doing the annexation. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, cool. <laughs> so he wins the football game. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, take the whole bet because it wasn't the bet for, like, the car dealership and all this other kind of stuff. Right. Uh, he just basically puts his name up on on the water on the water, water tower. tower. Yeah, so at the end. So it's just, home of the O'Shea brothers. Yeah, not just yeah. Kevin O'Shea. Exactly. Exactly. So it was a good movie. Uh, Which reflects an earlier promise of Kevin to Danny from their childhood that one day both their names names will be on. Oh, and then we've come full circle. And now they're happy again, and they coach the same team. And exactly. And uh, just the pros that were in this movie: Madden, of course, Emmett Smith, Bruce Smith, Tim Brown, and Steve Emptman. Oh man, it bombed at the box office. 
Yeah, it didn't make back what it, what its budget was. No, it did not. It was only budgeted for twenty million, and it only it only made nineteen million. How much of this do you think was Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill? I don't know. We have or probably, maybe the probably all of it. Oh, the cameos. Yeah, yeah. I I, I still thought it was a good movie, even though it was a box office bomb. I I it was more for us, and it's like yeah. the Sandlot where. Yeah. The other generations now are still watching it. Sure, because sure. It's, it's a time. It's I mean, a classic. A lot of sports movies are pretty timeless. Yeah, it was a good movie. So number four, yeah, number four, yes. With this uh, is this is one of my favorites. A little and I, Neo. Yeah, and and if it wasn't for obviously every other movie on the rest of the list, this would be number one. I went and saw this in the theaters. I I loved it. I thought it was such a, a fun movie based mm-hmm. kind of technically on a true story because they do bring in replacement players uh, one year. I, I'm not sure which in off the, the top of my head do. in the eighties to to come in and and play professional football because the players went on strike. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great. I, I love this movie. I, it was it was higher. The, on my the movie's the replacements, by the way. If, yeah, I don't think we Sorry, officially Keanu said Reeves, that. Gene Hackman, John Favreau was in it. Uh, yeah, he was. Orlando um, Jones. Yes, Orlando Jones played the receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a great movie because all these people were rejected from NFL. Right. And Gene Hackman needs them on his team to play. Right. And they're all becoming scabs players, essentially. Right. By crossing the lines and, and suiting up and playing these football Another games. Another movie with uh, John Madden in it, because Madden and Summerall yeah, the do Yeah, the, they do the... Announcing yeah. for all the games. Yeah, they do the announcing. That's that's right. I forgot about that. But, I mean, it, it's... Again, it's just another fun movie to watch. It's another comedy. Um, the, the the team goes on strike. Nobody wants to cross the lines. Not the, the team. The whole league the goes league on does. strike. Uh, but start, some of the players start coming back. Um... It looks like like uh, looks like one player kind of crossed the line, um, and then others started doing it because then like the, the like the, the head quarterback, the head quarterback finally crossed the line. Uh, Martell, I think is his last name. I remember that. I don't. Yeah. And uh, I can see if I can find a first name. Yeah. And then um, and so Falco. so then Keanu Reeves is out of a job. Yeah. Shane, but then Shane Falco, I think Shane Falco. Yeah. And the what, was Falco. it Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl that he was in that that they kept referencing. Oh, when he when he failed mm-hmm. miserably, I don't yeah. remember. Um, uh, it's too. Much. I don't know. I don't remember what game it was that he was good in. I think it was the Sugar Bowl. But anyway, yeah, he was a great college quarterback, and except for that one game, and apparently he never got drafted or something. Because again, they never mentioned that part. But this is this is one that really revolves heavily around the sport of football. You see a lot of footage that they filmed at Washington Redskins games because they needed the crowd to you know to, to be sold out. And uh, again, lots of football. Uh, it was really cool. They they got to play during halftime uh, during during the, uh, the the games to to film the scenes, which again very cool to do to be able to to be able to have that. Uh, oh, so for your halftime today. Yeah, we're gonna film this movie, and you're gonna watch it. And I thought that was really cool. Reese Ivins was in this movie as the yeah, kicker. Yeah, he was the kicker. I did not know that. Yeah, I put that together now. But he's a lot skinnier ole, in that movie. Ole, ole, ole. Yeah, <laughs> he was the kicker. He was he was one of my favorite oh, characters man. in that movie. Yeah, Sugar Bowl, nineteen ninety six Sugar Bowl when he was at Ohio State. Yes, nailed it. Nice. Yes, I was right. So he comes in, and you know. They they bench the starting star quarterback of however many MVP rings Super Bowl that this guy has, and yeah. like yeah, it doesn't matter because you're not playing with heart. And that was the moral of the story: is if you play with heart, you can you can do anything. And and they come back and they win enough of these replacement games to make the playoffs. Yes. Even though after that they never played another game. No, they all the, they profession, all the professional team came back and played the playoffs. They just played what these three or four games, and that was it. Yeah. 
I think they played more than three or four games, but they played enough to to turn the team around to get into the playoffs. Right, but and then and then they never played another game, and that was it. So those this was their one shining moment in the NFL that these guys had, which they you know a lot. Some of them played before, some of them never had a chance, Uh and this gave them the opportunity to do so. And they'll you know, and the the ending credits, Gene Hackman does kind of a little uh, a voiceover and saying that you know they they went down in history as. You know the football they, players. They never and, got trophies or rings. Right. All they got was an empty locker room, right? And memories or something. But they, you know, but they were football players, and mm-hmm. and they, you know, even they were given the opportunity to to play football, and it was so. It was a, great a lot movie. of the movie was actually filmed in Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore, damn it! But it was based around the Redskins. Okay. And the 1987 strike. Okay, so there you piece go. it all together and be okay. correct there because the Redskins won all three of their replacing games without any of the regular players going on to win the Super Bowl at the end of the season. Oh no shit. The well, film story yeah. replaced for players. The Falco Martell quarterback controversy was quite similar to the one experienced with Doug Williams and Jay Schrader. <laughs> Except no Jay Schrader. <laughs> I remember he, I think he went and co- uh, uh, quarterback for the Raiders and he sucked. Uh, yeah, the LA Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. He was from Milwaukee. <laughs> huh, no kidding. Small world. Yeah, he was not that good. He was a Pro Bowl selection, though. One year. Yeah, the year that he was the replacement quarterback. Exactly. Hey, he also was a world champion. Calm down. Because he was on that Redskins team, though. He threw more touchdowns and interceptions. Now, granted, by six. Yeah. He did. He is on the higher <laughs> end of that scale. He'll have a better career than Jamarcus Russell and make 20%, that's true. 20,000% less. Less, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's that's the replacements. Um, so moving on to three. You can do the third one because I actually haven't seen this movie. Um, I understand why it's in there. I don't understand why you can't have seen this movie. It's so good. Number three is The Blind Side starring Sandra Bullock, which is the movie she got her Oscar for, by the way. Um, based, again, on a true story of no. uh, what's the what's the uh, offensive lineman's name? Uh, Michael Orr. Got it. Beat you to it. Michael Orr. Um, a true story. We're growing up in the hood and I forget how she f- befriends him. But they basically just pull this kid up off the streets because they see, oh, he's walking home and they're driving past him and they offer him a ride. And he's like, well, where do you live? And he takes him to where he, she takes, or Michael Orr takes Sandra Bullock's character to where he lives. His foster area. Yeah, his foster area, which is just awful. And she's like, no, you're going to come live with us. You're going to come sleep with us tonight. So they try and find him a foster home only to become his foster parents. And then they have him go out and play football because that's all this family does. You know, they, they play football. They watch football. They are football. Where, where did this happen? In Texas? Uh, Ohio? Ohio? You find that out. I'll keep talking. So it happens in a place where football is very prominent. Tennessee. And, and to have... Thank you. Tennessee. And to have this giant man of Michael Orr, who is, you know, six eight six hundred pounds, who's just this monster of a human being, sitting around, why would you not play football? What are his stats? Or 6'4", 315. 6'4", 3'15". I was close. 6'8", 800. Yeah, 800. 6'4", 3'15". He's a big dude. Yeah. So to have him not play football, like that's what he's, you know, born for. So they just, hey, you should go play football while you're living with us. It wasn't, you know, mean, you know, mean or anything. And then they have him go play in their college where they both were alumni from. And, you know, there's this huge scandal of why do you want to play football here? We want to make sure that these wealthy, you know, for lack of a better word, these wealthy whites don't go around, you know, ab- adopting younger black males to help them with, you know, money and success and all of this. And so they, you know, the, the moving part for me of this movie was when this uh, this board of people is asking Michael Orr, well, why do you want to be on this team? And he goes, well, that's, or why do you want to play football? I was like, for, for this team, because well, that's where my family went. Mm-hmm. You know, it was to, uh, gosh, Mississippi State. Where'd he go? 
Where did he go to college? Yeah, where was his college go? Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi, excuse me. So he went to Mississippi. He was like, well, that's where my family goes. And that's why I want to play here. Because he had already accepted them in this short period of time. I think he only lived there for a few years in this short period of time to, like, this is my family. This is who, you know, this is what we do as part of this family. So it was a very touching story uh, of Michael Orr. And uh, it was one of the one of the great movies that came out that year. Everybody was talking about it. I think it was absolutely fantastic to see, again, another true story that I had no idea even happened. So if it wasn't for these movies, these true story Hollywood movies, you'd miss out on all these great stories that uh, that that have happened. And that, that's another reason why it made it so high up on the list, because it was, again, true, but... And Michael Orr is still playing now. He's with the Titans, no longer with the Ravens, but he got a Super yeah. Bowl ring. He did get a ring. With, with Baltimore. He got another fat contract. He was a first-round pick, so he got a fat yeah. contract for being a yeah. first-round and pick. He, and he's just, and he's just a monster. And they, they, mm-hmm. they have a really cool montage of him just warming up to the sport of football and just mm-hmm. destroying anybody that comes in his way, which is, which is you know, one of the more fun parts for me to watch. It's just to see him just annihilate these, these little kids because I mean, he was just a monster mm-hmm. at, at this age. When he's playing uh, in high school and in college, the guy who played him was six eight, so that's probably where. You oh, there the you go. From oh, he's, wow, he's even bigger. Yeah, he's a big boy. Wow, holy smoke! Yeah, so that's uh, that's the blind side. Even though Ryan doesn't think it should be on the list. Hey, I just haven't seen it. I just think it didn't have to be on the list. I just haven't seen it. Okay, all right, but so they can't. So in theory, it can't make my list. But sure. I'm okay with. It's where it is. Should, it, number two and number one, I'm not going to yeah. argue with because they're definitely there for a reason. Yes, so. exactly. So we can move on to number two. All right, let's do number two. Number two is Remember the Titans, which is based on another true story. The rest of them are true stories. The rest of them are true stories. Yes. Well, hold on. Maybe we should take a look at this again. Which one was not a true story? Uh, any given Sunday. Uh, any given Sunday. The Water Boy. The Water Boy. And Varsity Blues. And Varsity Blues. And, and Little Giants. Giants. So four. And the replacements four? is not a true story. But it is based loosely on true story. That's, true events. That's what I said. It's not a true story, but yeah. it's on true events. Sure. And I said I could make the argument that Little Giants is on true events, but it really is. You not. really wouldn't be able to make that argument, though. So. But, yeah, I could argue yeah. it all I want. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean well, you could. Right, yeah, but. right, right. So. But uh, number two is Remember the Titans, starring Denzel Washington and uh, Donald Faison. Yes, Turk. Yes, Turk. Will Patton. Turk is in it. And Will Patton. And uh, what's his face? The boy that everybody loves because he's so dreamy. Uh, Not Will Harris. Uh, The quarterback. Sunshine. Sunshine. Lollipops and... The the guy from Drive. I can't even think of his name. Gosling. Gosling's in this movie. Is he? Yeah. Look up the cast, dude. Uh, Oh, yeah. He's way down there. Boom. He's defensive back. He's the quarterback. Oh, that's right. They changed him to defensive back, I think. Kip Purdue is the quarterback. Yeah, but Sunshine just... Bass. Yeah, Sunshine. Kip Purdue. Yeah. So that's not Gosling. No, I don't know. Whatever. Hey, at least I knew he was in the movie. <laughs> that's true. Shut up. I'd have to watch it again because that... And Kate Bosworth's in it. Hayden Pettitier's in it. Yeah. As a 10-year-old. Yeah, it's before hot. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Nicole R.A. Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's another true story based on uh, a football team. And their, I guess their struggles being, being in what what uh, state are they in? Uh, Georgia, Washington. <laughs> okay, uh, Virginia? Virginia. No, not Virginia. No. no. Yeah, Charlie, that's the one. T.C. William yeah. High School. Where are you? 
Virginia. Virginia, I'm oh, right. There you go. Okay, so they're in Virginia, and this is during the whole uh, segregation issue. 70, so right after the height of the Civil War, this or Civil, Civil War, Civil, Civil Rights, War, <laughs> Civil Rights Wars, yeah. with uh, Malcolm X being assassinated, and LKJ being assassinated. And- right. And uh, so they have this uh, uh, whole, where they started to integrate schools, uh, where they had the blacks and the whites together in the same school, and none of the whites liked the blacks, and you know, vice versa. And Denzel Washington comes in, is hired as this uh, more PR move than anything. I don't mm-hmm. think they expected him to do anything he's, football he's hired wise to help with the diversity. Oh, it's a it's a black head coach. Right. Holy crap, he's gonna right. And the white head coach gets demoted to what defensive coordinator? Uh, uh, who who's was it? Will Patton. Will Patton. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what was? He? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He was. Yeah, he, 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 I think he was going to leave. Yes. Because he didn't want to coach, and then he ends up being the de- the defensive coordinator. Correct. And yeah, because he was, he was going to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, he, yeah, he was going to get down into the, into the, the school's Hall of Fame, high school Hall of Fame. Or the, no, it was the high school football Hall of Fame, statewide. Ah, that's right, yes. Yeah, it, was, it was a big momentous thing for them because, you know, he just loved football. And all he needed was a few more years of good seasons, which he bred out in, in his high school was great football teams. And so now they had all these black people coming out and it was just the end of the world. And they were, they weren't going to, you know, they weren't going to do any good. With well, black it people. looks like, uh, well, he, he, he didn't have to have a couple more years. I don't think to be in, he was nominated. I think it was more that he stayed on. So the white players should stay on the team. Maybe that was they, it. They were going to leave. Yeah. Okay. 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 You don't want to play with a black coach. You need to right. Right. And then he just says, "No, you need to go out and play football." So then he, he joins stay, the team. I'll stay on the yeah. team and be the defensive coach. Exactly. Exactly. So it was this whole controversy between that and Denzel Washington coaches these guys all the way to the state championship, which they lose. But it shows their struggle, you know, both on the football field and off the football field uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the racial diversity that they have, and, and you see the great relationships that these players have. Uh, uh, you know, and even after uh, life, after high school football, they're still great friends. You know, uh, the movie stay the, the movie says. I don't well, know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know now. I'm not. You know, well, there's a lot personally. of. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the movie. Like, oh, of he, course, he he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. Right, because, not right away well, because he joined a black person. Well, he did. He and, you know, he did, so he kind of got blackballed himself. Team, essentially, correct. He, correct. He was supposed to make the team lose. Right, and and he because then they would because then they would fire the black coach and then he would get the head coaching job. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't you know, do it. He goes against it. Right. Threatens right. to expose. This is big conspiracy. So it's another based on a true story, which makes you just think if it wasn't for these movies, where would we get these these great history lessons from? And I know, obviously, they Hollywoodize things a little bit, but the but the basis of the story is, is uh, pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, it looks like he never got into the Hall of Fame. Looks like Bill Yost never got in. Baloney. Google his name. I, I could just probably wiki his name. Yeah, Google. It's up there. It's in the blue. Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. Right there. There you go. He got it. So he had to have gotten in the Hall of Fame. But um, nope, he didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Or it just doesn't say that he did. No, he didn't. Because that was the whole point of the movie was he gave it up to make sure that to make sure that he got make sure that uh, the Boone character. Was... How did he not get in the Hall of Fame yet? Because he was blacklisted, probably. No pun intended. But OK, it's been years now. And maybe Disney he came out. Maybe he's with doing it now movie. as protest. I don't know. Oh, maybe it could be the Woody Allen all over again. I don't know. But uh, so uh, this one is just another good football movie because it really focuses, yes, on the racial uh, uh, sensitivities and, and uh, that had happened at that time, but it also focuses on a lot about football, which is what brings everyone together because you know the black kids and the white kids played well, you know, can play together and. and it just it's just it's another great story 
of football. And it's another true story of football. So number one. Yeah, let's recap quick. Okay, go ahead. Let's recap quick. Number yeah. 12, Friday Night Lights, number the el- movie. Number 11, We Are Marshall, the movie. <laughs> number 10, Any Given Sunday. The movie. Number 9, Radio, the movie. Not the radio. Number 8, The Water Boy. The movie. Number 7, Varsity Blues, the movie. You don't have to worry about the rest. They're all... No, I got it. Okay, number 6, Brian's Song. The movie. Number 5, Little Giants, the movie. Number 4, The Replacements. The movie. Number 3, The Blind Side, the movie. And number 2, Remember the Titans. The movie. And number 1, Rudy, the movie. Rudy, the movie. <laughs> With the Hobbit in it, yes, Rudy with Sean Astin and John Favreau is also in that one. Yes, 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 he makes a repeat appearance. Yes, he does with John Madden and, Rudy, and John uh, John Favreau. Rudy. So this one, another based on a true story. Uh, Rudy, this kid growing up in uh, South Bend, Indiana, growing up and just wanting nothing wanting more to play for Notre Dame to play football for Notre Dame, and this was back in Notre Dame's heyday. Yeah, the. With, uh, what, Newt Rockney? Was that the coach? The famous coach doing this speech mm-hmm. uh, that he had on this record player? And this was just football, 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 Notre Dame, football, football. That's all this kid wanted to do. And he couldn't because, what well, he was dyslexic. And so he was, quote, stupid because he didn't really realize he had a yeah, learning disability. He was disability. also undersized. Right. Uh, yes, player. exactly. He was undersized. He wasn't a good football player, so he wasn't going to make it. But this kid had, you know, what we were saying before in uh, the replacements, he played with heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he went out and, and he played and he got in. He finally got in his last year of eligibility to get into Notre well, he Dame. He starts at a, at, a, at, a, at a JUCO. Right. And, junior college, right. And, you know, starts with, you know, wanting to, he was on his high school football team that was a, a Catholic school because to be in Notre Dame, of course, you have to be big into like the Catholic program. Um, so his father went to Notre Dame. So he had a lot of familial pressure uh, in order to, to get in to the school. Um, then he goes to South Bend, uh, but can't get admitted into the school. So then he ju- d- does go to the JUCO, the Holy Cross College, um, keeps his grades high to get transferred. And like Brian said, you know, one, one of his last years of eligibility, or I think he had two years of eligibility. Yeah, he only had, he only had a couple left, and he he gets yes, you are accepted in Notre Dame, and he goes to Notre Dame, and he's a walk on to the football program mm-hmm. because that's his that's his goal, Notre Dame football. That's all this kid wanted to do, mm-hmm. and so he gets there, and he he makes the team because the coach at the time just has a soft spot for him. Okay, you can be on the team, but you're not going to dress for any games. You're going to be on the practice squad. You're going to be on the practice squad, but you'll be part of the team. Because we need somebody to throw around, and if you can handle it, you you can be you can come to practice, you can dress for practice, and you can just get beat down. And he says that's perfect. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of the team, so he makes the team just for to be a punching bag, basically. So the and, coach, so the coach agrees that he can suit up for one game in his final year, mm-hmm. so he'll actually get to play one game. One game. That that well, was the thing. We'll, we'll let you dress for senior day or whatever the heck it was called. He steps down as the coach, right? Uh, they bring in a new coach, an NFL coach, and he says Dan Devine of the Green Bay Packers. Yes, he says F you to to that yeah. to that ever happening. He's, he's not gonna do it. Rudy's, Rudy is not gonna dress for football because he's not a football player. And so they and So he quits. Rudy quits. Ru- yeah. Yeah. Sort of quits, I guess. He comes back. So right. on the last game, the uh, Notre Dame's up a bunch. I right. don't know what the score is. Right. Um 
but then his friends and his coaches start chanting for him, and it's yeah, one of to, the best to bring him scenes in. in any movie. Oh yeah, Rudy, Rudy, and then the whole stands join in, and everybody's chanting Rudy. Yeah, and then the coach apparently, I guess, gives him the pressure and, and lets just, him and run puts him in the field, and he He's goes out. Special teams. Yeah, no, no. Oh, he plays special teams, and then they put him on the defense. You're right. You're right. And then he picked up a fumble recovery. Yes, or sacks or something. Then well, he got a sack. Yeah, that's what it was. I thought he had a fumble recovery, but maybe it was just a sack. Yeah, it was just it was a sack in the movie. Uh, He goes in and just sacks the quarterback for like the last play of the game, and then they they pick him up and they carry him up off the shoulders. Tiny, tiny, tiny little man. And that was the last time that anybody in Notre Dame history has been carried off on the shoulders out on the field, which is really kind of speaks a lot to the 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 Rudy character. Uh, Daniel E. Rudiger. Rudiger. Little Rudiger. Little Rudiger. His name is Bart. His name doesn't matter. His name is important. I love that show. <laughs> That's a so Simpsons much. reference. So wait, another, another John so. Favreau. That's his first movie. It's Favreau's um, first movie. Oh, wow. Film debut. Wow, look at that. John Favreau. Vince yeah. Vaughn's film debut. Wow. Maybe that's how they met to be best of friends. Could be. Yeah. I didn't even know Vince Vaughn was in it. Oh, Rudy. Oh, had that's a- right. He was one of the sons. He was one of the sons that worked on the Rudy the had an appearance in film. the movie. Yes, he did. He was in the crowd. Yes, he was. Yeah, it's very meta. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> that's very meta. Yeah, that you're gonna play yourself in the and you're gonna play in the crowd movie. and yeah. root for so, yourself. So that's the list. Uh, Rudy topping it off as the best football movie of all time. It's number fifty four on the hundred movies of the hundred AFI's hundred years, hundred cheers. Yeah. So like the best moments like that. It was, mm-hmm. it was a nominated hero for the hundred heroes, hundred villains. Didn't make the list, but it was still nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then top ten nominated sports film again, not named oh, yeah. top ten, but yeah. Yeah, it was a great movie. So, um, go to the vault. Yeah, it's a, it's a good list, and I'm going to watch those instead of watching football in the next two weekends. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not watching any football. Super Bowl. I really don't want to watch the Super Bowl at all. I don't care who wins. I don't. I don't care. I know what the narrative is going to be for each of the games. If it's Tom Brady, oh, he can finally retire, and he's going to be the best quarterback ever. And if yeah, if. Uh, if uh, the Seahawks win and it's Russell it's uh, the first back to back. Oh, he's, years, the, he's yeah. the best quarterback in the history forever. And it, yeah. that's the same narrative for both players. Right, right. Exactly. And then so. the opposite's going to be, well, uh, uh, you know, Brady, oh, he's lost his passes. They, they, they didn't play with any heart. No heart. They had no heart. They didn't Gene Hackman on the sidelines. That'll get those planets. teams going. They didn't yeah. have Captain so, Planet. Uh, the vault pick of the week is uh, Family Guy. What pa- we were watching at the beginning we were of the watching, show. Yeah, Family Guy, Patriot Games, Season 4, Episode 20, where Tom Brady does a guest appearance does do guest on the show. Uh, to uh, Peter joins kind of, the Patriots. Peter, yeah, Peter joins the Patriots. So they, they had Tom Brady come out and, and do the football game. Or, excuse me, do the show. So... So yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty good way to wrap up our football themed episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, excuse me, here I got the list now. Kara Channing also voices in the episode. Bob Costas uh, does in the episode. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno is in the episode. Troy Brown, football wide receiver. Is in that the really episode. Leno's voice? I didn't yep. think it was. Jeff Bergman wow. as Fred Flintstone and Alexander Alexander sitting uh, do all of the guest voices in the episode. Sweet. Yes. Sweet twelve good. indeed. So, All right, we'll hit you up next week with another sweet list. Yes, yeah, we'll be back. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. Take it easy. This has been another episode of Sweet 12 from Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. The preceding podcast was written and produced by Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. Intro and outro music provided by Lost in a Name. All of the copyrights to the respective authors. You can find us on Twitter at Sweet 12 and on Facebook at Sweet 12 Podcast. Download this and previous episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening.